everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. I'm Greg Mahachko. I am Chad Smart. I'm 37 years old. Chad, you are? Older than that. Fair enough. Uh, I am I am 45. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, before we, you know, potentially don't have time at the end of the show, you can uh, join the conversation on Facebook just by searching for Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. I am uh, on Twitter at thehooch36. Chad is much easier to remember. He's at Chad Smart. And our topic this week, I'm really excited about this one because this one's going to hit everybody right in the nostalgia, and that is after-school cartoons. Because my formative years were the 90s, and Chad, being a, a few years ahead of me, got to spend... Was the 50s. <laughs> It's really weird. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing how the how was Howdy Doody. We did not know that he was a marionette. We thought he was a real boy. It's really I, weird. I thought Howdy Doody was the wait. Howdy Doody was. I thought it was a horse. No, it's. Uh, I don't think so. I think oh, it was like a little right. puppet guy. You're right. It was. A, it was a cowboy okay. with a bent. All right. I don't. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, and uh, Buffalo Bill was his uh, sidekick, and we all know. But if Howdy Doody didn't uh, didn't do right, he had to put the lotion in the basket later after the show was over. I thought you were going to say that he had to go join the uh, traveling Western Circus, Buffalo Bill Cody. No, nothing, nothing yeah. on that one. No, no, I, I went Silence of the Lambs on you. All right, we took that Buffalo Bill and went <laughs> completely different directions. Uh, so you, in all seriousness, your formative years were the 1980s. And that's why I'm so excited to talk about this topic because while, you know, I, my quote unquote after school years, you know, of prime memory were in the 90s, I do have some 80s cartoon memories. So, uh, let's, let's start at the very beginning. Animation. It takes place in 1923 and it's a hit. And from there we had color animation. And 60 years later, we have after-school cartoons. Chad, take it away. Yeah, well, I want to do, do this topic. I'll, I'll, get a, I'll start there because, you know, we've done the previous episodes. We've talked about things that both of us experienced at different um, age levels, obviously, but at the same time, mm -hmm. whereas this is a topic where, like you said, I, my childhood of the 80s, and the uh, the cartoons that I was watching after school are going to be different than the ones you were watching after school. So I want to compare and contrast our our formative years, I guess, in that regard. And you know, and and also because you and I live in a in a uh, close enough area that we were getting the same uh, TV station, uh, KPLR Channel 11 out of St. Louis. That was the destination after school for me. I'm sure you're very familiar with it. They, they, you know, air the St. Louis Blues hockey games, which would always annoy me growing up in the 80s because I would go to watch syndicated programming at night and I'd find a blues game on and I would immediately turn the channel because hockey was stupid. Wow, how times have changed your uh, I, your focus and outlook on hockey. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, never say never about anything because it will come to bite you. Um yeah, so I just I, I thought this would be a good topic for us to to uh, ruminate on and talk about and repeat ourselves on because I am curious what your 
after school viewing uh, was like. So mine being particularly the nineties was, uh, there was a little bit of Disney influence, but it was largely kids WB and Fox kids. Uh, I think most, uh, everybody in the world who has a pulse would agree that when I say that nineties cartoons far superior to eighties cartoons, um, it's just a fact of life, Chad. I know we've had a conversation back when Positive Cynicism was just a show on the Jitter Monkey Podcast Network. We had an 80, 80s versus 90s debate that I, uh, I believe, lost at the time. Uh, but cartoon-wise, I don't think there's any comparison. 90s shows were better than 80s shows. And that's not to take away from the great 80s shows that I'm sure we'll talk about, but 90s shows were better, Chad. I will agree that the animation style was better in the 90s, but come on. The 80s gave us the blueprint for using cartoons to be half-hour commercials to sell toys. What could be better for toy companies than, you know, half-hour commercials? No, you're not wrong in that aspect whatsoever. Um, so let's let's talk about one of the big... It, it was one of the ones that, that you mentioned specifically uh, that I was like, okay, well, we can talk about that. So let's talk about some of your after-school cartoon selections, Chad. Well, the big, I guess, four would be on Channel 11 would have been G.I. Joe, Transformers, Voltron, and He-Man. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. And then when those were over with at 5 o'clock, then I would switch over to USA for the Cartoon Express, which would be in different cartoons every day. But the main four, actually for me, the main three are Transformers, He-Man, and G.I. Joe. So... All quality. He-Man, I grew up on He-Man uh, in the – before there was after school when I was – before I was going to school, my mom uh, worked nights. She, she was a nurse, you know, all of my life until she retired just a couple of years ago. And she uh, – but in those early years, she worked night shift and not like night shift, you know, like my wife works night shift, which is, you know, three or four nights a week and it's – 12 and a half hours, but mom's night shift was, you know, five nights a week and it was eight hours. So it would be like three to 11 or 1130 or something like that. But she'd be home with me during the day when my sister, older sister was at school and we watched like He-Man and, and a lot of cartoons during the day. And we played with the He-Man action figures. I mean, we, I've still got Snake Mountain. It's currently sitting in my front room and, uh, and my son plays with it now. Um, the, the He-Man action figures, unfortunately, did not last 20, 25 years in an attic. Um, they're, they weren't meant to, I don't believe. But, uh, uh, no, so I'm all, I'm on board on all of those shows, but I do have, I feel like there's a glaring omission. Where was Thundercats in your, in your viewing schedule, Chad? 
That, that is a very good question. And I, I'm trying to think, I remember watching Thundercats, but it wasn't on, I, I don't remember it being on like, like I said, Channel 11 was the main, main source. I remember in 1984, my family got one of the big satellite dishes oh, yes. that were popular in the 80s. And I remember at like 9, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, I would be able to find Thundercats on some random channel. I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, Thundercats is one that I, I am familiar with, but it was not a heavy part of my cartoon viewing as a as a kid well uh, see and and there there's like 80s had so many good action shows as well um you know some of them uh i want to say was i mean of course mask was another mm-hmm. one um silver hawks i think is uh overlooked a lot it it, it doesn't have the uh, I mean, first of all it, it ran for you know a couple of months so you know, I don't know how many episodes they can put out in in uh, just a few months. Apparently, well, and that's 65. the thing too. Uh, you know, because speaking of the '80s, it wasn't just like the afternoons that were cartoon heavy. Saturday mornings from like six thirty till noon till Soul Train. Were, yeah, were full of cartoons. And I follow a, a account on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's an '80s account, and the name escapes me at the moment, but they'll. You know, they'll tweet like things that happened on this day in history in the 80s. And they'll be like, they'll be like, you know, the, this cartoon, the Spider-Man and his amazing friends started on this day. It ran two seasons and five episodes. And I'm like, what? It was only five episodes? <laughs> but it's it's amazing how few episodes these cartoons actually had when you look at them. Because I remember them being, you know, I would have guessed like they all had 100 episodes. But well, well, just I can't count. And just, you know, in regards to Silverhawks, as I pulled it up, uh, it, it first aired on September 8th, uh, 1986 with the final episode of December 5th, 1986. So you're looking at just about three months and 65 episodes. So oh, wow. they were running, I'm guessing they had enough, uh, content for every day for those, you know, three months, you know, give you know, every day, Monday through Friday. It, it about adds up maybe, you know, a little here and there. Um, and and again, not no disrespect to uh, your shows, but I remember, you know, coming home from school there in the late '80s. Some of the shows that I was, you know, would watch at the babysitters would be like Tiny Toons. Uh, that's where I first found Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, at, at the you know very young age. So those were right at the tail end of the '80s, and you know, those would kind of. Look, like I said, I was a huge He-Man mark, still am. I, mean, I don't care what anybody says. I'm excited for that He-Man movie when it comes out in however many years. Uh, but you get turning the page to the 90s, it was, the like I said, to, uh, Tiny Toons kind of created a blueprint for Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that kind of set a blueprint for, maybe not a blueprint because there were so many good action cartoons before them as well you know uh, obviously all the ones that you mentioned but you get into the 90s and you know some of the ones that i remember watching were uh well you start right there with the x-men uh that you know started in 1992 that fantastic x-men cartoon that you know took seeds of the the comic book stories and turned them into you know what at the time what little greg 
you know, Mahachko thought was going to be the best representation of the X-Men, or quite possibly the only uh, representation of the X-Men that we'll ever get. Then we got some movies, you know, a decade later or close to it. But, you know, I thought that that X-Men cartoon was where it was at uh, and and very successful from, you know, know, licensing and and action figures and things like that. Uh, But you you get it later on, and and as we get into the, like, you know, that was a Fox show. Um, As you mentioned, Saturday morning cartoons, that's where I found the Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, Fantastic Four had a cartoon. Iron Man had a cartoon, um, you know, that I used to watch as well. Uh, but as far as after school, Animaniacs, there was a show in the mid to late 90s. I'm going to see if I can find the exact year. It was on Kids WB, and it was called Hysteria. Mm. Yeah, that's one that I only saw probably a handful of episodes, and I would love to see it now and and kind of go back and revisit it because – Tiny Toons, I remember watching when I was in college, and then Animaniacs coming along, and I thought Animaniacs blew Tiny Toons out of the water. But then Hysteria, I only saw, like I said, I saw it probably a handful of times, and it did, you know, for history, I, I think especially with the with Hamilton being so popular right now, mm-hmm. I think a revival of Hysteria would be uh, perfect for one of the streaming platforms. And I believe... I think it's Hulu is going to be doing, uh, it's either Hulu or Netflix is doing a new Animaniacs cartoon, uh, I think this year. But if they could bring back Hysteria as well. And and my timeline was on Hysteria was off. I thought it was more in the mid-90s, but it uh, uh, debuted September 14th, 1998, and with the final episode airing March 31st of 2000. So that was there at the tail end of the uh, of the decade and even into the, the first couple of months of, of the uh the 2000, the year 2000. Um, I mentioned Animaniacs. Uh, another one, I mean, from Animaniacs, you get Pinky and the Brain, you know, so I, 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 I didn't watch Pinky and the Brain separately, but it was definitely in there. Um, but one of the ones I remember very specifically, uh, the uh, my seventh grade, you know, winter and spring, we were living in a uh, uh, an apartment while our my mom and dad's house was being built. Uh, out in the small town. So we were living in an apartment because we had to, you know, we had sold the previous home and moved, you know, a, a half hour further away from St. Louis. And so we're living in this apartment for six months. And I remember sitting and doing homework, watching Disney's Gargoyles. And I thought Gargoyles, you know, changed my life. It was, you know, a, a, a serious cartoon. It was a serial because, I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, a monster of the week type of thing, but it told a very prolonged story through throughout uh, the the run of the series. And I mean, you talk about a, a property that might be primed for a a comeback. I mean, that's that's another one. Yeah, and I think there's been talk of Disney possibly doing like a live action movie or or a revival cartoon. I don't know, but yeah, Gargoyles again. That you know, again, I was in college by this time. And so my cartoon viewing was very limited. It was uh, basically Animaniacs. Uh, but I am familiar with the concept of Gargoyles, just never watched it. Let me ask you, let me throw this. Uh, this was a Canadian animated series that, uh, at, at least at the time, for, for my understanding, it was one of the first, quote unquote, like digital animation, uh, you know, a, a CGI 3D type. Uh, do you remember Reboot? 
I, I remember being on it probably saw maybe one episode uh, and that was it. That was another one had a little bit of a, of that, you know, uh, monster of the week type of situation. Uh, but again, Canadian. And then they, it, it got really artistic, not, not, not artistic in like a, you know, film school type of way. Like, you know, Ken show at the bedfellow. Uh, but, uh, it, it, I won't say it grew up, but the characters grew up because they found the internet uh, in like the last season, two seasons, something like that. And they're so they're, you know, doing like a like a jumping, you know, like surfing the web and and fighting internet viruses and things like that type of uh, aspect to you know storyline. So that was pretty cool. Before they could find their way home, very much uh, uh, like a uh, like an Odyssey, you know, like an Odysseus had having to find his way home type of thing. I'm going to throw another one out at you, Chad, just because if I ever, we've been to the Cape Comic-Con, and I hope that you come again this year, um, and I've always said, if I ever was going to cosplay, it would be as Freakazoid. Do you remember Freakazoid at all? Again, I know of it, but never. I don't think I've actually seen any episode, so I have no concept of what this show is about. Let me tell you a little bit. In fact... I don't know. What what are we looking like for time, Chad? Uh, we're, we're about 12 minutes left. Oh, okay. So we got lots of time. We're going to pause now, 60 seconds, and I'm going to play the theme music for Freakazoid. Super Team X Freakazoid, Freakazoid, runs around in underwear, Freakazoid, Freakazoid, yes, he's watching to be seen, Freakazoid, Freakazoid, and I suck it better sound to be Freakazoid, Freakazoid, his brain's overloaded, it has a junk component, textbook case for Sigmund Freud, Freakazoid, Freakazoid, check out the internet, your computer case, when surfing on the internet, it was not the cyberspace, he turned into the Freakazoid, So it's Freakazoid is, is he much like Deadpool, he breaks the fourth wall and he'll talk to the audience at times. Uh, you know, it, again, the show kind of uh, came out at the early ages of, you know, what we believe to be the beginning of the Internet. So, like I said, mid 90s, 96, maybe. Uh, and uh, Dexter Douglas is the name of the character. He gets sucked into the Internet, becomes Freakazoid. Uh, as you heard in the theme song there, he drives the villains crazy because he's a lunatic. Um, but that was, it, it was something different. You know, it's a, it's a, essentially he's wearing red pajamas. He's got goofy hair. I mean, it was, it was bright and loud and, and internet-y. So, you know, for, for mid nineties, Greggy, it was, uh, it was right there in my wheelhouse. That like goofy ones like Earthworm Jim, you know who Earthworm Jim is. Yeah, I played the Sega Genesis game. There we go. I never watched the cartoon. Yeah, I mean nobody's perfect. But now let me ask you, because you're talking kids, WB Fox. Where was did you watch the Disney stuff like Ducktales and um, 
Wow, my mind just went like a Darkwing Duck. I did. Uh, DuckTales more so. Um, and and I've tried to get my son, who's four, to, to get into DuckTales, and he hasn't adopted it yet. Same with Darkwing Duck. However, he does love Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Um, I've got him to watch a little Tailspin. Uh, I've, so I'm, I'm familiar with those. Those were like younger Greggy years in the in the earlier 90s. Um, but, you know, I... I I feel like I don't. I, I'm sure we had cable, but I don't know if like those Disney cartoons. I don't think they were on like the Disney Channel at the time. If I remember correctly, I think they were just on. Yeah, I believe they were on syndication. Right. Uh, whereas you know, like I knew, and and even like Kids WB was on that KPLR that you were talking about because for a while there, that that was the WB. In out of St. Louis, uh, you know they had Michigan J Frog, Dubba 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 UB, um, you know that type of thing. Uh, so at least in, in the mid to late '90s, KPLR was the WB. Then it became uh, UPN, and now it's CW. You know, so um, that's where we get our Greg Berlanti Arrowverse fix. Is there on KPLR, Chad? Um, however. We get it an hour later than everybody else because of Channel 11 News at 7 o'clock for an hour. Don't ask me why. Interesting. And, and the Blues aren't on there anymore. They're on uh, Fox Sports Midwest. Same with the Cardinals. Yeah, see, we didn't have those fancy cable channels no. when I was growing up. No, we, 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 had uh, four, we had four channels and you liked it. I, I did like it. It was a lot easier. And you got to get up and get a little exercise to change the channel. Like I remember that first TV that we were watching He-Man on had this big knob on it. He had a click, click, click. And and unfortunately, sometimes, you know, because there were only four or five channels, there was nothing in between like 12 and 30. So you had to go click, 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 till you got to, you know, I think it was the ABC at the time or something like that. So, yeah. Channel 30? Yeah. I think so. So, yeah. So it's, you know, like I said, similar... Uh, similar experiences, if you will. Um, what what would you say was when you go back to the eighties cartoons? Did they, I'm trying to figure out? Did they have a, a, a similar theme? I feel like the eighties cartoons always left with some you know lesson or you know a bit of morality. You, know, you had He Man always had you know like He Man or Man at Arms talking at the end. Same with G.I. Joe. I feel like there was just a lesson to be learned in the episode, whereas 90s stuff, it was like, what we've, you know, hit you with sensation and lights and, and gags. See you later. Yeah, the 80s. I mean, obviously, you look at He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers. The, the common theme is violence, violence, and uh, a little side of violence in there. And then at the end, it's like, hey, kids, be a good person. Don't do this. Don't do that. And uh, G.I. Joe would end with one of the members of the Joe team, you know, catching kids doing something they shouldn't and then telling them that uh, that's wrong. And here's what you should do in this situation. Or, you know, if your house is on fire to stop, drop and roll, which really thought that was going to be more a bigger part of my adult life. But <laughs> has not panned out yet. Knock on wood. Let's hope that it's not the case. Let's hope you so, never yeah. need that. But, but then uh, 
Yeah, and that's why I'm, I was sitting here racking my brain trying to think of the 90s cartoons that I, I watched. It would be like, what was their, uh, you know, life lesson? And I know Animaniacs would often do the wheel of morality, spin, spin, spin. Tell us the uh, lessons that we should uh, win or something? Or no, it was turn, like that. It, it was wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. T- tell us the lessons oh. that we should learn. That's what it was. Yeah. It's sad that I know that. You'll be able to recall that. Uh, awesome that you later. know it. <laughs> so, uh, so. Side note, uh, speaking of Animaniacs, I was at Disneyland a couple weeks ago and went into the men's room uh, and they were playing the song over the speakers, which I, I don't know what the name of the song is. And I was disappointed with myself because I know it's the song that Yakko uses or Wacko uses as the basis for his song about all the 50 uh, states capitals. No, Wacko, Wacko did that one. Wacko did that one, yeah. And so I was trying to remember the lines like dun 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 dun, dun, dun Frankfort, Kentucky, and rural Kentucky home. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I I have not listened to that in so long that uh, it, it escaped me. Well, we we should throw that up on the Facebook page so that people have something a to look at over there, and two, so we can all have. I just I was so I felt so bad for Wacko because he did so well, but because they were doing Jeopardy rules and he didn't form it in, yeah. in the form of a question. Uh, he didn't get the points. He didn't win, and he, I think, ate his desk at the end of it. Um, yeah, and I will say, uh, if you have not seen Comic Book the Movie, it's a mockumentary by Mark Hamill about Comic-Con. The voice of Wacko, Jess McNeil, it is his name, uh, or Jess Harnell, sorry. Jess Harnell is uh, the camera guy for the um, for the movie that they're shooting, and he he plays in a warrant cover band called Sapina. <laughs> It's just, uh, it's brilliant. But the movie is, if you are into animation and know who voice actors are, it's a very good movie to check out. Where are we looking at time-wise, Chadley? We've got about three minutes. I want to throw one more out there that I think I watched more before school rather than uh, after school. Are you familiar with Exo Squad? It was a golden age for all mankind. Using the incredible exoskeletons called E-frames, we had successfully terraformed Venus and Mars and were poised to move on to the outer planets. Suddenly, it all ended. We were pressed into a nightmarish war on a scale previously unimagined. We were attacked by our own creations, the Neo-Sapiens, a race of artificially created humans. Led by Phaeton, they have seized control of Venus, Earth, and Mars. This is Lieutenant J.T. Marsh, member of the Exofleet, leader of a small band of E-frame pilots dedicated to freeing humanity from Neo-Sapien rule. We are the Exosquad. I am not. So Exo Squad uh, came out. It only had 52 episodes over two seasons, uh, and it went, I guess, 93 to 95. It was about a, uh, a group of humans who uh, must, according to Google, I'm using the Google uh, cheat, it says must fight the Neo-Sapiens, an artificial humanoid race, to protect the Terrans. Terrans are humans. Uh, Neo-Sapiens are kind of a, more of a Martian type. Uh, but they fight in space uh, with exo squads. They're you know like one man, you know like little 
individual battle armors, had, had some toys for them. Uh, the show itself, while it came out when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13, uh, it had a lot more adult themes, uh, you know, about, um, acceptance, diversity, things like that. And it used to be, you could watch it on Hulu, but that was a number of years ago. I don't know where you'd be able to, uh, uh, find it now to stream. Uh, but Universal Animation Studio, uh, won a daytime, daytime Emmy for outstanding film sound editing. Um, another, you know, action show, but again, a little bit deeper than just, you know, you know, shooting. There, there was, there was action and adventure, but again, for a, a better purpose rather than, you know, just, I don't know, something you might find, you know, like, in an Acme, you know, like, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, Wile E. Coyote type of cartoon. Um, so anyway, that, that's the, the last example that I really had. Um, but I, I just remember the 90s sitting, you know, trying, it's, it's supposed to be doing my homework, but doing my homework in my lap uh, on the couch with the TV on and just, you know, just not focusing on homework and therefore ended up doing, you know, that's how I did my homework all through junior high and high school. And that's why I was still doing homework at eight thirty, nine o'clock at night sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, buckling down and getting it over with, um, at the kitchen table or something. So, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of, a lot of regrets, uh, about my educational history. It's probably why I'm scared to ever possibly have to learn anything new from here on out. Good time. But I ask you, what do you remember more? The stuff from your books or the stuff from the cartoons. Oh, cartoons. Easily. Exactly. But uh, speaking of cartoons, I think Porky Pig said it best. That's all, folks. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.